my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's first reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, St. Paul wants to teach us the value of unity in diversity. Brothers and sisters, as a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many are one body, so also Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. Now the body is not a single part, but many. Now you are Christ's body and individually parts of it. Some people God has designated in the church to be first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then mighty deeds, then gifts of healing, assistance, administration, and varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work mighty deeds? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts. Dear friends, if, you, if we reflect carefully on this text, from 1 Corinthians 12, from verse 12 to 31, it is obvious St. Paul is just reminding us that the body is not a single part, but of many parts. The physical body, as we see, is not just made up of only one part. Can you imagine how it would be like if the whole body was an eye or an ear or, you know, just read the whole of First Corinthians chapter 12 and we'll understand what St. Paul is driving at. St. Paul is reminding us that we are all different. We are all unique. But in our uniqueness and in our differences, we should learn to respect one another. We should learn to, um, to eschew or do away with competition, unnecessary competition. We should do away with unnecessary competition. We should rather ensure that our differences bring us together. Our differences should build us and not divide us. And each one of us should make sure that our difference is seen in the body of Christ. The teachers should teach. The apostles should play their role as apostles. Those with miracles, the gifts of miracles should work as such. Those with healing should do as such. Those with the gifts of administration should do as such. So let each one of us should make uh, to let each one of us identify our calling and our gifting, and make sure that we do exhibit it in such a way that glory and honor will be given to Christ, and the body of Christ be built. Our gifts are meant to bless and bring joy to others. Our gifts are meant to bless and bring joy to others. Our gifts are meant to build the body of Christ, not to divide us. 
And so no matter our gifts, no matter who we are, let us remember what St. Paul would tell us in the same letter to the Corinthians. What do we have that we didn't, we didn't receive from God? All that we are and all that we have are gifts from the Lord. The reading is very clear. It says, some people, some people God has designated in the church to be. So whoever we are, whatever we are, it is God who has put us there. It is God who has made us who we are. And so let us learn to respect each other. Let us learn to respect one another. No matter the society I belong to in the church, I should learn to respect other societies also. And let us together with our differences in our charisms, our societies or congregations in the church, let us come together and build the body of Christ. Even when it comes to denominations, let us learn to respect one another as different church, church denominations. Friends, Jesus doesn't sanction division. Let us pray for the grace of unity and let us desire unity at the local church and even in the universal church. Individually and collectively, let us all endeavor to do what we can to unite the body of Christ. Look at what happened even in the gospel. We are told that Jesus was entering a city called Nain. Now there was a funeral as they were going, we are told that some people carried the body of the dead person, the corpse. Not everyone was carrying the body. Some were consoling their mother. And when Jesus also arrived, he made his presence to be felt. His gift, or at a time, he gave them a gift of what? Raising the dead man back to life. That was Jesus' unique contribution to that society and to that community at a time. What unique thing am I bringing to bear in the body of Christ? What is my gift? What is my gift? What has God gifted me with? What part am I playing that is significant in the body of Christ? Let each one of us rise and do something for the body of Christ. That is what the responsible psalm is, is teaching us when it says we should serve the Lord with gladness. We are all called to serve the Lord in whichever capacity we find ourselves. Let us serve the Lord with gladness. And we serve the Lord by serving others. Look at what happened in the life of Jesus. Jesus met this woman, this widow, sad and crying. And just the encounter with Jesus transformed and changed her life positively. Her sorrow turned into joy. Her sorrow turned into joy after she encountered Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that is the way our gifts and our talents are supposed to do for us as a body of Christ. When people encounter us or when we exhibit our talents and our gifts, people should be edified and people should be blessed. When people encounter us, they should encounter the gifts Jesus has given us they should experience the joy and the peace and the consolation of the Lord from us or in us. That is what Jesus did. Our presence in the body of Christ should lead to the growth of the church and the development of the church, not ease destruction. Let us be careful not to divide the body of Christ by our actions and inactions. We are all called 
to build the body of Christ, whoever we are. Let us remember that we are co-workers for Christ and of Christ. We are co-workers for Christ and of Christ. We are unique. We are uniquely gifted. And all of us are supposed to bring our gifts to develop and to build the body of Christ. That is what we are called to do, not to divide. Let us pray that God indeed will teach us through humility. Let us be docile indeed to be humble and respect one another and cherish one another and make sure that our individual gifts are used to build the body of Christ. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many are one body, so also is Christ, St. Paul tells us. And it reminds us that whether we are Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, we were all given to drink of the one spirit. We were all baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so our gifts and our talents should produce the fruit of the spirit. And that is what we see in Galatians 5 verse 22. Our gifts and our talents should be characterized by the fruit of the Spirit. My gifts should produce the fruit of the Spirit. My gifts should be characterized by the gifts, by the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5 verse 22. When we get home, let us take time to meditate on, the Galatia, on Galatians 5 verse 22. And see, Galatians 5, 22, 23. And see if we are producing these fruits. If our gifts are bearing these fruits, that is what we are called to do as a body of Christ. And let us remember, you are unique. Don't try to be anybody else. Be yourself and God will glorify himself in your unique gifts. As the body is one but made of many, many parts, let us respect our parts. The eye should not want to be the mouth. It cannot function. The ears should not try to be the eyes they will not function well. An eye should be an eye, an ear should be an ear, the leg should be the legs. Let us all play our individual parts effectively. That will lead to the building of the body of Christ. And when unbelievers see us coordinating and collaborating and helping one another, not envying, not unnecessarily competing and destroying one another, they will come to believe in Christ. Remember, we are called to respect one another. We are called not to tear each other, but to build one another. We are called to make sure that our individual unique giftings contribute to the building of the body of Christ. We are called to be united even in our diversity. We are called to unity in diversity. And like Jesus, let us remember and ensure that our encounter with people, we see that in the gospel, our encounter with people should give them life, should give them joy, not discouragement, not destruction. Jesus stepped into the life of this woman and brought back to life joy and peace. And friends, Jesus told the woman, do not weep. Do not weep. Jesus journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. 
a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin, and at this, the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. If you listen to this story, this woman never asked Jesus for this favor. Jesus noticed her tears and told her, do not weep. My dear brother, my dear sister, you may be weeping in your heart. You may be going through tough, time, right, tough times right now. And people are helpless around you, like this crowd who are following this woman mourning with her. They may be helpless. But God wants us to know that he sees our tears. God sees your tears. God knows your concerns. God knows what is worrying you. And as he did to this widow, he said, do not weep. God is telling somebody this morning, do not weep. And remember, just as this woman didn't even ask, and Jesus still stepped in and surprised her with this good news, expect a surprise from the Lord. The God we serve, he is a God of surprises. He cares about us. He will step in your situation and surprise you, even though you have not asked him. Expect a surprise from the Lord. Expect consolation from the Lord. Expect comfort from the Lord. The people exclaimed, a great prophet has arisen in our midst. Friends, whatever is dead in our lives can come back to life. This woman's child was dead, but Jesus brought him back to life. Jesus can bring to life whatever is dead in our lives. Whatever is dead in our situations can be brought back to life. Jesus is the Lord of the living and not of the dead. Jesus can bring back life to our dead situations. Let us present them to the Lord our God. He cares. This report about him spread through the whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. Friends, it is time for the Lord to do something unique for you and for me so that the whole area, wherever we find ourselves, will hear about the good things God has done and give him all the praise and the glory. It is time to testify to the goodness of the Lord. The responsible Sam said, give thanks to him, bless his name. Let us begin to thank the Lord for who we are and for what we are and for what we have. For the Lord is good. He is the Lord whose kindness endures forever. May the Lord be kind to you. May the Lord look kindly upon you. May his faithfulness throughout all generations be seen in your life. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.